would like to know how I can approach my mother-in-law without offending her when I want to speak with her um, about something important and get her to understand without overreacting. Well, that's a big question, and we'll get to the rest of that call with Suzanne in California uh, coming up here in just uh, a little bit. During this really special Thanksgiving week, I hope you have some and are doing some special things together as a family. Uh, eating turkey is good, but maybe there's some other things you're doing too. This is an opportunity to learn. In fact, when you think about in-law relationships, we get together during this week, right? Uh, you know, this week and weekend and all the activities, and it can either be a fantastic thing or, or it can be instead of eating the turkey, you kind of eat each other, you know, in terms of your words and your attitude, and that's not what God wants. And so while you don't want to maybe resolve problems on Thanksgiving, if there are problems in the family, boy, use what you've learned this week as an opportunity to, uh, to say, man, we need some healing in our relationship because not all the stories that we're going to hear are always positive. Some of them are struggling. We know that. The Everybody Loves Raymond TV show that we all laughed at, right? And now in rerun and still being watched because people can relate uh, to how in-law relationships can can be troubling and, you know, can be uh, can be difficult. And so uh, we're here today to, to hear your stories. And by the way, if you have a story, share it with us on our storyline. Tell us something you really appreciate about your in-laws, something that's made a difference in your life uh, from them and they've taught you or that uh, maybe you've learned, give us a call. 888-888-1717 is that phone number. 888-888-1717. We started with Suzanne. She has a question. Let's get back to her call there in California. Go ahead, Suzanne. I would like to know how I can approach my mother-in-law without offending her when I want to speak with her um, about something important and get her to understand without overreacting. Um, is she a big she, overreactor? Um, she is 87 years old. Her husband just passed away, and she came to live with us. Oh. And um, we have had a pretty good relationship, but since she has moved in with us, um, we've gotten to know each other a little better. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm actually in the nursing field and work with senior citizens all the time, so I think I have a pretty good approach. I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, but they're, but, but they're not related to you. No, <laughs> no. So that <laughs> definitely has changed a lot of things. But I still honor and respect and, and I've tried to approach her in a loving, kind manner. Yeah, but what I, what I hear, what I hear, Suzanne, is a very loving, caring nurse. You want the best with your mother-in-law. She's living with you now, but there's some things that are bugging you that you want to talk about. Um, yeah. Bottom line um, is there's some things that are bothering you that need to be addressed now that she's living in the house with you. Right. One thing, very important, she's not a Christian. And that has been a very sore subject. Matter of fact, sometimes we'll be in my car, and she has claimed she doesn't hear very well. But as soon as I have my Christian radio on, um, she says, turn that down. That's too loud. She, she oh, she, she, <laughs> she had a healing on her, on her hearing when she hears Christian you know, radio. Like collective hearing. <laughs> 
Hey, um, now let me ask a question. Where is your husband in all this? Is he hiding out or is he? Uh, yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> He's hiding out, yeah. He, he I heard um, on one of the commercials, he, uh, her baby boy, yes. He's actually, there's only two siblings, my husband and the sister. And we inherited her mostly because my husband, he's retired and he's with uh, mom-in-law all day. And I work part-time. And um, when I get home, the magic begins. <laughs> yeah. Um, but see, what's going to happen, Suzanne, is this is going to move from a in-law problem to a marriage problem. It, it, and it kind of has, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, no, that's right, and you're, and you're being honest, and uh, that's why the, the real issue is not so much with mom-in-law, it's with you and your husband getting on the same page and developing a strategy of how we're going to relate, and uh, you know the fact that you're standing in the gap to care for mom, that's a huge thing. God bless you for doing that. I know it's not easy, but setting some boundaries and being healthy in terms of the two of you, if the two of you are healthy in your relationship, you can face anything together, but you can't face it if you're not together. How can two walk together, the Bible says, unless they be in agreement on the same path and in the same direction? And that's why we talk about setting a path and getting on a path. Here's the question. Are the two of you on the same path when it comes to loving and caring for mom-in-law? And if you are, then fantastic. You deal with it. If you're not, then you got to figure out how to get there. That's the key. And I hope you will. But uh, thanks for sharing that with us today. Laura is calling from uh, Michigan. Hey, Laura, how are you today? I am fine. Um, I've actually, uh, a long time ago, when you and Randy used to do programs, Kevin, I attended one yeah. of those. And, and last year, I um, got to visit the studio out in Tucson. Our son lives there. I met your son. Oh, yes. Uh, our son, Evan. He took me, mm-hmm. yeah, he took me through a tour through the studio or whatever. But you're talking about in-laws. And if I would have, like, sent a note to heaven saying, Lord, this is what I want, uh, my in-laws totally even were better than that. They, my mother-in-law was um, a small family of 13, and she raised 13. My husband is the fifth of the 13, and they were just so supportive. They never butted in, but if you ask, they were more than willing to help. I mean, many times she come over and help me can pears and all that kind of that kind of stuff, and. Um, they've been gone 20 and 25 years, so I really, I really miss them. But, um, my dad died not too long after we got married. So in reality, my father-in-law was my father longer than my father was Mm. because, you know, um, well, we just celebrated 52 years. And so like for 30 years, he was my father and I called him dad. Um, just super, super people. I mean... If you were thinking I, of I, one I, thing, Laura, what, one characteristic or personality trait or something, what was the one thing that made them super terrific for you? Oh, gosh. It's hard, it'd be hard to pick one. Um, I think that they were faithful to each other. And um, I was raised Methodist, but I turned Catholic. You know, I wanted to be wanted to be the same religion and he 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 inspired me my father-in-law inspired me to stay strong you know he said it doesn't matter what faith you are as long as you believe so yeah in both of them yeah they were very strong in their faith and just faithful faithful to each other and faithful to the lord so they were an example to you that's fantastic all right well laura thank you for sharing and I, I, 
you know, when we talk about uh, belief and we talk about having a relationship uh, with Christ, that, that is the key. That is the singular most important thing. We talk about these two things of being on a right path, Jennifer. You know, we hear, talk a lot, a lot about that. Being on the right path and developing the daily habit. The question is, what path are you on? You know, I think about the Apostle Paul who says in Philippians chapter 3, he says, forgetting those things which are behind, the good things, the bad things, the ups, the downs, I choose to be on the path of the upward call of Christ. And so our our challenge today, when we think about these these relationships, and these are all important things, a relationship with our you know, with our parents and with our in-laws and with our kids and all those things. Those are really, really key and important. But even more important than that is this question. Are you on the right path when it comes to your spiritual well-being? Are you on the right path when it comes to a relationship with the creator who put you here in the first place? Who's in charge of this whole universe? And if you're not, then the message today is that you would say, listen, Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. Uh, you know, these these relationships are important, but I want to be on a path to grow in my relationship with you, and I give my life to you today. And, you know, he like a fa- like children to a father, the words aren't as important as the heart of saying, uh, I know that I'm, I'm on, I've been on the wrong path and I choose to get on the right path today. And I want to, and I want you to come into my life. When you do that one thing that begins that growth in your life, that'll help you in all of these other things that we talk about. How do you develop and sustain a relationship without having a desire for God? Because habits are developed around desire. And without a desire for God, what's your desire? It's going to be your, your emotions. It's going to be the next thing that's happened in your life. And so more than anything today, uh, our challenge to you is to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, God just laid down my heart. Share that with you today. Okay. Uh, and let's, the Thanksgiving week is a good time to do that, right? This is the time to be thankful, especially as we're going into this season of thinking of the birth of Christ and remembering that coming up here in just a few weeks. And that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun as well. Let's take a quick break. And we'll be back more from Intentional Living and In-Laws. Don't go away. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Well, my problem is uh, the fellow that I am dating. I initially got along with all of his family, and then one of his sisters and I had gotten fairly close, and she had gone on vacation with me and came back telling my boyfriend a lot of lies about me. Thank you for sharing your stories with us here at Intentional Living. Thanks for taking time to tell us what God's doing in your life. That's why we're here. And uh, we appreciate you doing that. You can, by the way, you can share your story at 888 All right, let's go to uh, Sydney in Arizona. Appreciate your call today. How are you doing? Doing well. Good, good. What do you want to share about in-laws? Well, my mother-in-law, she taught me more about how to love and and what grace is. Um, She's in heaven now, and over, I don't know, 38 years, I've Mm. learned a lot from her. 
How does she show you the grace? How'd you experience that? Um, I, I'm trying to figure out how to explain that, and it's just, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, I mean, was it words that she shared? Was it time she spent with you? Was it just her patience or understanding or patience, what? Patience, words and patience and stepping back and um, uh, just showing Jesus. So she she didn't butt in. She wasn't controlling or critical. She's just very no. supportive. Very yeah. supportive and um and thoughtful, just maybe saying a few words uh to redirect or give a suggestion. Um but so kind and so loving and just lots of grace and stepping aside. I was I was a pushy person. I was a difficult <laughs> person to love. <laughs> mm, but yet, yet she loved she, you. Oh man, me and some other people in the family that I don't know how she did it, but she showed me the way how to be more loving and kind and more graceful, gracious. Mm. That, that's a great story. Thank you, Sydney, for sharing. You know, sometimes we can't articulate in words how a person impacts us. Can I just say this? You know, a lot of the calls we've been getting are from people who shared that, you know, this is my mother or father in law, but they've been gone now for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Before they're gone, Maybe you could share some of your thoughts. You know, we think about Thanksgiving week, getting together this week and weekend and things going on, you know. Uh, maybe this is a good time to be able to speak into the life of one of those in-laws that just needs that word of encouragement. I'll tell you something. A word aptly spoken, the Bible says, is like apples of gold and settings of silver. It's transformational in people's lives. It really is. All right, Misty, uh, in Arizona, you got something good you want to share about uh, about your in-law? Go ahead. Uh, well, I just I have to just talk about my mother-in-law real quick. She has just been a complete blessing in my life. Uh, I have had her in my life for 26 years now, and just just an amazing woman, just encouraging. And, you know, when me and her son would fight, you know, she would just give us advice. And about three years ago, um, I found myself in Florida on our 23rd wedding anniversary. And my husband was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer that had metastasized. Mm. We had no idea. And he went into a coma about three days after finding out. And I lost him within 20 days after that. And so through that whole thing, she has just, you know, been my rock. I've helped her. She's helped me. But the main thing is, you know, when I started going to that dating pool again that I hadn't navigated in, you know, 20 some years, um, she was supportive and she encouraged me and was, you know, told me, you know, you're not meant to be alone. You know, you're young still. You need to get out there. You know, this is what your husband would want. And so that really helped me to be able, you know, to navigate those waters again. Uh, and she has just, she's been a rock. So I'm just so grateful for All her. Right. I feel good to hear, hear that and share that. Thank you, Miss Misty, for taking time to to call and be a part of the show today. Uh, what, what a great time. To, you know, we're talking about Thanksgiving week here, and uh, we're just sending out a lot of Thanksgiving kind of praise and encouragement uh, to in-laws that deserve it and need it, because otherwise you'd think about everybody loves Raymond. Uh, <laughs> and while they have a lot of fun on that show, we, we really don't want that kind of a relationship. 
Okay, let's get let's go to Tennessee, Derek. Um, it sounds like your in laws were there for you guys in your marriage. You're close, but they really stood up for your marriage. Which, by the way, I want to say this: our job as an in law is to encourage our kids to be successful in their marriage. And if that means stepping back or getting out of the way or shutting our mouth, sometimes we need to do that. Or stepping in and loving and encouraging, do that too. But knowing that balance, that's really important. But it uh, sounds like your in-laws were there to, to encourage encourage you guys. Well, I think I have a confession to make. I I actually love my in-laws. <laughs> the, That's uh, good. And, 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 and I, I'm assuming you were talking about Everybody Loves Raymond, which is a show we love, my <laughs> wife and I both. I guess that disqualifies us from ever starring in that sitcom. <laughs> um, but, but we actually, my wife and I both, um, I guess that would, we would be a little, little different than most couples. We, we are both very much in love and like both of our in-laws. Um, the, you know, and I, I think the best thing for my wife and I, we met when we were 12 years old at a church camp. We were pen pals and dated for years. We're both 42 this year. Um, and so we've been together for a very long time and, and around each other's parents for a very long time. But mm-hmm. over the years, as we've been married, we'll be married 20 years uh, this August. Um, you know, we've, we've just kind of learned to, instead of, We've never had to set boundaries with our in-laws, um, but one thing that we have done is is found ways to build those uh, bridges of relationships, of spending time with each other, and and we actually love spending those those moments with family. We have three kids, you know, and it's like you know if if my mother-in-law and father-in-law and and you know my uh, wife's stepdad, if if they could raise such a beautiful woman as my wife, then, you know, I want to make effort to grow in my love relationship with him as well. And so that's just helped us in our, in our marriage. I, I guess you can call us different, but, but that's our, our take on our in-laws. Now, Derek, is it because you're just a nice guy or is it because your in-laws are just really good people? Uh, they're really good people. They both love the Lord. And, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I actually almost got a divorce. We, we've grown up in church. We've had a, a wonderful marriage, but you know, we, we hit a road bump in our marriage and, hmm. and, uh, it took us for a turn for about a year and a lot of the love and the counsel and the godly counsel that we got actually came from her parents and from my parents to help us, oh. you know, find that circle in our marriage. Now, was and, that welcomed? You know, how, how did, how did they approach that with you? Um, well, it, it was my fault, honestly, because of my sin. And so, you know, for, for my wife's parents, they, coming from, you know, a, a broken home on their side um, was, you know, it's godly. Do you love him? Let's work through it. Let's let's get Derek help. Let's get him counseling and accountability. And So this uh, is what they were and, saying to their daughter, your yeah. wife. In other words, yeah, they, they weren't encouraging her, her to bail out. They were encouraging her to say, if both of you are serious, we'll stand with you and, and help you and pray for you so you can rebuild this marriage. Yes, they did. And, and the same with my parents on on my side of finding help and accountability and and you know and they still do you know her her dad uh, lives here in town with us and is is even accountability and and uh, a mentor in my life as well and that's her father and so I just love having that relationship you know that's with great. him. Fantastic. Well, there's some real lessons in what you shared there, Derek. One is your the in laws, the parents. Uh, were there to encourage you, in other words, to support it. They didn't come in with their own, well, they're, they're ticked off with you, so let's bail out of the marriage. They were saying, hey, this marriage needs to be saved, and both of you are 
committed to it. We want to work with you and pray with you and be a part of it. What would have happened, Derek, do you think? I know it's speculation. If mom and dad had come along to to their your wife and said, oh, he's a jerk, get out of there. Um, we wouldn't be married today. Uh, I really think that. Um, I, I think it took their counsel and their advice, uh, especially for my, you know, my wife's parents to really encourage her because they have been through that broken marriage and her mom and dad have got a divorce. And so they knew the hurt of that and they didn't want that for her knowing that she still loved me. We still very much loved each other, but there was just, uh, places in our marriage that need healing and counseling. And they were able to stand with us from knowing their past. Um, and I'm thankful for that today. You know, disappointment can just create so many serious problems for a family. And as we've talked so often, it's disappointment is a result of unmet expectations. But disappointment is a part of life. Kids can get disappointed. They don't get what they want, what they expect, what they desire. And that's true as adults as well. And one of the things that we can do in our family that can be so helpful to manage stress and difficulties in a family relationship is to talk about how do we manage those disappointments in our life when things don't work out exactly like we would like them to be. And when we can manage our disappointments, we can really manage our family in a healthier way. It's an excerpt from the teaching this month on how to be intentional in those family relationships in your home. Maybe you're stressed. It can work. Helping you get on the right path, making the right daily decisions for your life and terms of your action, your habits. That's why we're here and seeing families restored and people making decisions are making difference in their marriage and their family. That's why we're here. Love to hear from you. This is Thanksgiving week and always enjoy hearing from our friends, especially at a time where we're hearing these positive stories about in-laws. Maybe you have one. You can share it on our storyline, 888-888-1717. In just a moment, our own Stephen Davis, the producer for Intentional Living, he's got a story to share about his brother-in-law. We're going to hear that. Don't go away. I married uh, a very special, godly Jewish man who later became a Messianic Jew. And his first, his first wife was Jewish. And, and my husband was actually raised Orthodox. And his family was so thrilled with me because I treated him with loving and respect. And his first wife had not. So I, I really found that I was able to go in and just accept his family for where they were, wonderful people, they believed differently than I did. Very different culture, but they loved me because I loved and respected my husband. You know, that makes a big difference how we uh, connect with people. Wouldn't it be nice if people had a little more love and respect in our world today? have a lot less of the problems we're facing. Okay, Stephen, Thanksgiving week. Uh, no tenderness in terms of your own brother-in-law. We're talking in-laws. Um, what's your take on this? What have you learned? Yeah, you know, I met him when, he, when he and my sister got married. They married on my birthday. And I remember thinking, well, how rude. <laughs> I was 12 years old. And he gave me a book, and I don't remember what the book was, but the inside of the book said, may you never be bored. What does a 12-year-old know about being bored? Mm. But this guy had such a huge impact on my life. He was a photographer, and that's what got me started in that, you know, Mm. probably 50 years ago, or 40 40 years ago. 
And um, he uh, turns out that my daughter moved within 10 minutes of where he lived in, in north of Seattle. And so we, we got things back together again. He had just lost his mom and his brother. And I said, then I adopt you as my brother. Mm. And so for maybe about five, six years, we were really, really close. We'd see each other about twice a year. And uh, he ended up with a brain tumor. And the second time around, it, it took him home mm. to Jesus. But we had a great time talking about photography. He was he played the part of a uh, a mountain man, <laughs> had the whole leathers and the whole nine yards, um, elk, known as Elk Stalker, um, and he uh, he was a he was a high school counselor for most of his career, uh, and uh, just a brilliant guy. And we'd talk about photography. We'd talk about uh, you know, being an Elk Stalker and and uh, his the role that he played. We talked about Jesus. And I was the last person to talk to him um, uh, before he died a few days later. We actually talked a normal conversation, and then he went into the hospital two days later and couldn't talk. Mm. But we had, a, we had a great conversation. He had a huge impact on my life. He's got three great kids and grandbabies, and, and he loved them, and I love him, and I miss him. I know they do, too. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that, Stephen. Good memories. You know, not all brother-in-law relationships are necessarily like that. I want you to take a listen to this this comment question that came into our comment line. Not like Stevens, but like this one. Take a listen. One of the more serious issues happens to be with um, drugs. Here lately, uh, a couple of months ago, one of my brother-in-laws needed a place to stay, so we offered our home to him, and we set down the guidelines that uh, no drugs, no alcohol, and you cannot smoke inside the house. After he left, about a week or so ago, we found out that he was bringing drugs into our home. And we just don't know how to deal with these issues and how should we respond to that. I mean, it's just killing both of us. Hmm. Well, that's a different take on an in-law relationship, isn't it? Uh, and, and I want to close with this because, you know, this week we know uh, this is a typically a, the, the height of family gatherings. And maybe you've been or will be with your in-laws. And maybe it's a beautiful thing. Or maybe it's just a an ordinary, tense kind of a thing you're getting through the holidays. Or maybe it's really difficult. Maybe you have like this caller or some really difficult in-law relationships that need to be addressed. Let me share a couple thoughts with you. We're talking intentional living. Number one, this may not be the family gathering time to solve a problem. Timing is important. It may be that you're going to have to kind of <laughs> deal with your emotions during this holiday season a little bit when you're together as a family, and then separately to be able to get one-on-one -on -one if possible and talk about it. Talk about the issues. Develop a relationship. Get behind the eyes of that person. Try to become real people and not just an object of a problem in the relationship. Because so often what happens is we take a position in a relationship and then we spend our days and our time and our emotions trying to defend it instead of getting around it and beyond it. And so I'd encourage you if you have a difficult relationship with an in-law, boundaries are important. Yeah, I understand that. Praying for them, that's critical. And then the timing to be able to try to connect, if possible, I know it's not always possible, but to the extent that it is, to live at peace with them for God's glory and maybe the benefit of the other person that is related to that person that you love. And so you're going to be a good in-law to support the, your spouse in the process. 
Got to run. I'm Dr. Andy along with uh, Jennifer and Stephen and our team here in this special week. Thanks for being a part of us uh, and part of Intentional Living. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Have a great day.